In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. What is going on, all of you handsome listeners? Welcome back to The Dagger, the podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all of basketball. I am Taylor Call. I'm joined by some clowns, Dion Franklin, PJ Johnson. Say what's up to the people. What's going on? What up? (laughs) <laughs> Shameless plug to follow us on social media at the Dagger Podcast. Interact with us and keep up to date with everything we got going on. Boys, we're here. Finally. Promised land. Praise God and hallelujah. We're there. Dessert. The NBA playoffs. The most wonderful time of the year. Christmas for Hoops fans. And we got some absolute bangers for the first round matchups that we got to talk about today. As is now tradition, we got to talk about the playing games. Who wins? Who loses? Who survives? We'll be talking about that today. And then we have four playoff series that are already set that we can speculate, talk about, predict. Might take two hours, but we're here for it. That's what we got <laughs> going on today. But first, I already know how it works. We got some awards to give out. Hooper of the Week, Good Hustle Award, BJ. Take it away with your Hooper of the Week. All right, Hooper of the Week, although this team has long been gone from playoff contention in the Los Angeles Lakers, oh boy, Austin Reeves, a.k.a. Hillbilly Kobe, put up a triple-double <laughs> last night, 36, 16, and 10. Like, who knew? My man sent it to overtime. He was out there balling. I was like, man, Lakers might have had a, a hidden gem in the draft last year, but nice. Nah, He's a nice player. I think, like, if they could take anything away from this season, they know, like, this this kid could be good down the road. But Austin Reeves putting up the triple dub to end out the season and end L.A.'s nine-game losing streak. Way to go, buddy. That's yes, late. Sir. That's late. I saw that fight, the, the layup. He went coast to coast. I was like, oh, shit, behind the back, behind the back. Ooh, finished with the lay. That was amazing. I mean – didn't see I, coming. I, I knew he was kind of cold, like from some spurts that I was mm-hmm. watching because the, the Lakers are on TV every night, it seems. Uh, but until the very end, yeah, until the very end, the last day, <laughs> couldn't let it go. <laughs> but he, he, he could be a great role player for them next year. I don't think he, they should move him. There's a lot of other players that should go before him. So, thanks. Yeah, 
I mean, it got so bad that TNT, when the Lakers weren't playing for the late game, what did they do? They put on the South Bay Lakers. <laughs> True story. They would rather put on the Lakers G League team than another team in the West. That's Unbelievable. And, but, I mean, that's facts. Austin Reeves has been nice. Too bad the name White Mamba is already taken by one of Brian Scalabrini. And do that. Too bad. Yeah. Maybe he, can be like, maybe he can be like Clear Mamba or something. <laughs> Clear Mamba. Country Mamba, something we can figure something out, but yeah, that's that's a good pick, Dion. Who's All right, it? so I'm not gonna go far for my uh Hooper of the Week, I'm not gonna go far. Uh, it's another Laker, a Laker that you guys might not know about, a Lakers that you think is from the past, player that's moved around teams or quite oh, like a few times. A player that you didn't know was on this team, but he Do was a ghost. A ghost, if you want to call him. And that is Luau Dane. The Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> this year, the Lakers finally finished paying this man's contract off. <laughs> this man got paid for the past four seasons without even playing a game. Four I'll seasons. Four. We're not, we're not talking about, like, a uh, half a season, a season. We're talking about four seasons. My man got paid through the 2022 season. The last time he was a Laker was 2016. And uh, despite all odds, despite not having played a game, he was the fifth highest paid player on that team. <laughs> I saw that and I couldn't believe it. I could not believe I it. I couldn't believe it. I completely forgot about this dude. I mean, if I was a Laker, I would have been like, hey, you want to come back? I mean, we need to <laughs> shit play a little bit of defense or something. Somewhere, but... Doctor Jerry Bus is rolling over <laughs> in his grave. So, good Hooper of the week for him because he got paid the full seventy-two million without even playing a game. <laughs> that is wild. That is the wildest. I, I saw it today. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Had to be my Hooper of the week. That's crazy. I almost picked him just because of that. <laughs> they played in six years and still getting break. I know. <laughs> wild. All right, my hoopers of the week. I have two. Um, first hooper of the week. Shout out to Tiger Woods, man. Yes, he wasn't that great at the Masters. And yes, he plays. I hear you. If you say golf is dumb, why are you talking about golf? I hear you. But I mean, Tiger Woods. Almost a year, little over a year ago, damn near lost his leg. Okay. And about a year later, my man played a full 72 yeah. at the Masters. Yeah. That's huge. Good yeah. for him. People say there are no, no moral victories in sports. That's a damn lie. That's a huge moral dub for Tiger. Good yeah. for him. <laughs> Good for him. <clears throat> I mean, my man has already won everything in the world, gets in a horrible accident. How many of us just hang it up and just say I'm done? Like, Most. You know, it's out. You know, it's outside of my control. Nothing I can do. You know, not Tiger. My man is a grinder. Just to come back and play and make the cut at the Masters, huge. Tiger, Hooper of the week. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he didn't. He didn't perform, but to be where he's at right now, a year after that accident. I mean, major props to this, dude. Tiger Woods is so good. 
that he's down now a spine and a leg and can still make the cut on the PGA Tour. That is wild. <laughs> My man has no back and yeah. he's missing a leg and he can still make the cut on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. He be, he played pretty good. I think he played pretty good the first day. Like, yeah, not, not great, bad. but like, well, day three is where he got fucked up. But yeah, before that, clearly had some amazing. wear and tear as the yeah. days went on. But yeah, huge stuff for Tiger. Love to see that. Second Hooper of the week. Speaking of coming back from injury, Miami Heat yeah. resting all their players. Nothing to lose in a game against the Magic, except for one guy. They decided to start and play Victor Oladipo 36 minutes. And what did Victor Oladipo do? A very casual 40 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. I was surprised. Kind of went off. <laughs> a lot of players went off that last day. Bamboozled. Yeah. Sounds like there might be some gas in the tank. Yeah. Something to watch next year. Mm-hmm. Yes, VJ, I hear you. It's the magic. I understand. But for Victor Oladipo to put 40 up, <laughs> I don't care if it's the wreck. For Victor Oladipo to put 40 up anywhere, is, is that's good yeah, for him. Be, I'll take yeah. that. Good, yeah. good for him. Absolutely. Good on you. It'll be interesting to see how much the Heat play him in the playoffs, but maybe they have something next year. He may have just made himself some money with one game. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the second in line when Jimmy Butler leaves because he got beef with Spolster now, apparently. They say. Something to watch in South Beach. Heat, heat culture, culture, baby. Live and well. Heat, heat culture, baby. Live looking on heat culture can tell the heat culture is especially hot by all the smoke all right let's stay negative shall we let's get on some good hustle awards yeah. i got two good hustle awards and and one if you will hey um speaking of heat culture and the heat i gotta give a good hustle award to one Dwayne wade d wade my guy my guy <laughs> huge fan of d wade now I hear you. Before I, I even tell this whole story, I understand. Dwayne Wade has never been and was never a shooter in his career. Never claimed to be. But Dwayne Wade the other night in the TNT studio lost a three-point shootout to Adam Lefko in a sweater. Dwayne. What? Dwayne. Come on. Dwayne. My man. Adam Lefko? <laughs> I know you're not a shooter. <laughs> Adam Lefko, it played no sport for a living. You played, for, <laughs> you did it in actuality, play professional basketball, and you lost a three-point shootout to Adam Lefko. Tough. That's tough. Tough. That's tough. I mean, the way this wow. season's been going, can we get Lefko on a ten-day? Like, <laughs> get him out there. Make you paid. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a little embarrassing. Just dropping threes and loafers. <laughs> Give my man some Kobe's and he's going to be dropping 30 before you know it. So, Dwayne, I mean, I want to be positive and give the credit to Adam Lefko, but I can't. You were a professional yeah. basketball player. You're still cool young. Now. You got to lock mm-hmm. that shit up. National <laughs> TV. You got your ass. And it can get hustle award. Goes to one Matisse Thibel. Oh, yeah. So, that's what we're about to talk about. Um, Somewhere in this show, we're going to talk about the 76ers matching up with the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs. And Toronto has a, has a, I don't know if it's nationwide. I don't know if it's the city. I don't know what, but there's some kind of ordinance where opposing players have to be vaccinated in order to play. 
now it's one thing if you're a Kyrie Irving or a Jalen Brown or anybody like that who's just taking a conscientious stand and says, you know what, I don't want the vaccine. That's fine. I disagree, but you're sticking by your convictions. That's all a man can do. But that's not why Matisse Thibel is not fully vaccinated. <laughs> Matisse Thibel is not fully vaccinated because my man got the first dose <laughs> and didn't know there was a second dose. Oh, my God. <laughs> Matisse, Good you're bad. a smart guy. Come on now. <laughs> nobody on the team told him? That, that's some bullshit. Yeah, I... <laughs> That's a this press press I mean, you got a whole organization behind you. You got an agent. Nobody neglected to tell my guy he needed a second dose. That's insane. Bro, during the press conference, he was like, oh, you know, I believe in nerd. like all this science stuff. I think everybody was like, bro, it's okay. You just say you didn't know. Bro. Say you the bag. It's okay. Bro, just that's say you didn't crazy. Feel like so you got lazy. But it's all been there. You know, the appointment came up. Nah, I got to cancel that. Uh, I got one more game to play on 2K. Uh, <laughs> I'll reschedule it. <laughs> one more. Netflix, what you mean? Am I still watching? Of course not. Of course. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, that was wait. today? <laughs> wait. So why didn't he go get it later? One why does he not go get, get it the, now? One of life's great mysteries, Dion. This man is just stupid. <laughs> So, I mean, and still, my man could probably still get it. He be did good it to go be for game for like, three. Yeah, game three. He could get it in time. <laughs> I, I don't know what we're doing, Matisse. Too late. What, what's... Now you got to ride it out. <laughs> Try to get some days off. <laughs> too far oh, gone. Oh, no. I guess I have to have four days off while the team goes to Toronto. Damn. Dang Damn. it. I, gotta I was really hoping to games. play those games, too. <laughs> Oh, you can still get it. No, no, I think it's too late. That's okay. No, it's, it's not okay. too late. It's you okay. can go. It's too late. No, it's too late. It's, no, it's too late. All it's right. too late. I understand. <laughs> T-Sible, good hustle out there. Oh, my God. What an I'm going to introduce you to something called Google Calendars. You can put your appointment <laughs> for you. Set a, set a reminder, if you will. Yeah. So, tough, <laughs> tough look for the brand. Tough look for the brand. Dion, who, who's hustling? All right. This is an issue that we're going to have to start addressing at some point. I don't know if you're going to do it today or another day, but I give my good hustle award this week to the NBA players because this arrest sitting, whatever you want to call it, is getting out of control. It's an embarrassment. It's been an embarrassment this year like no other. You tell me that out of 400 players, only five players have played every single game this season. That's so like low, right? Like yeah, like that's yeah. insane. Danny, uh, Danny of DJ, whatever the last year's rookie, Sadiq Bay, Dwight Powell, Kevon Looney, and Mikel Bridges are the only ones that played the full season. This is getting out of control because we have teams. I don't know if you guys saw uh, the Bucks last game, but Drew Holiday is a fraud. He, Bro, that was crazy. He literally stayed in for the jump ball, fouled, and then just checked out just so he could get his season bonus for games played. 350K. That is some bullshit. Like, it's, it's <clears throat> getting out of control. Like, they, and they're getting, like, preferential treatment just because just of their NBA players. And it's pissing me off. So many great games down the stretch of the season were ruined because players were sitting. 
why like what what are we going to do to like solve this problem because it's getting out of hand i'm, I'm with you 100 oh however God. i i would contend i think in a lot of situations it's it's hard to say but sometimes it feels like it's the team telling the player to sit like coaches saying you know we need to manage your minutes like you know maybe may the player doesn't have a problem with it but just all around nba whoever's responsible for this absolutely this is out of control. Like, yeah. you know, I my wife bought me tickets to the Celtics Bucks game for Ooh. my birthday. Spent spent a <laughs> got some good tickets, super hyped, only for day of to find out that Jason Tatum wasn't gonna play. Legit victim of low management. This this is this yeah. is what I'm saying. This is what I said. That, that game could have been so like so it was good. fire. It, it was fire. Good. It Don't get me wrong. Good. Don't get me wrong. We but, still had a great time. Still but had a great time. Still you're a telling good me game. they're fighting for second and third in the East, and you sitting Jason Tatum? That is sh- like, oh, TC, if I was you, I would have been I'll so fucking pissed. Becca, Becca, I, yeah, get your money I mean, back. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. We had fun. It was a great time. It was a great game, too. It was a great game. But, I mean, it, it broke our hearts. Like, Jason Tatum is my favorite player. It's my wife's favorite player, and he was just on the bench. And, like, it, it sucks. We paid good money for those tickets, you know? Like, we still had fun. I mean, he's just sitting there on the bench, and he's, I know he's not actually hurt. You know, I could see him. He's not actually hurt. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. And so, I mean, and, you know, for the one case that I had it, I mean, how many more hundreds of games have there been like this? Of like coaches yeah. who are too cautious of like I don't want to tip my hand to another playoff team, or well we're the second seed, but I actually want to play the team in sixth, so we're gonna go down to the third seed instead. Like, what what is this, man? Come yeah. on, what what are, what are we really doing here? What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Well, then Adam still a bunch like- of these are a bunch of grown ass men who pretend like they're so fucking tough all the time. And then we'll run from a playoff matchup at the first opportunity. Like, come on now. Keep that same energy when it's time for the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Adam Silver was like, we maybe we got to think of something to incentivize or motivate these guys to play. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what the millions of dollars is for then that they get paid. That's what I I'm saying. What I wonder what 45 million a year. That's not enough incentive for me to go play. Go hoop. Interesting. That's just fucking stupid. Yeah, and I mean, to make matters worse, I mean, what happens in Dallas? I mean, Luca decides to play the last game. Literally, you know, appeals his tech in order so he can play it then ends up injuring his calf potentially. So, like, that doesn't help things at all. Yeah. So. Other, other than money, I don't know what other incentives you could give him. I don't know. I'm with you on that. Like I said, I push back that it's just the players. I think in some cases the players are being told to sit, but whoever's behind it. Yeah, yeah. that's a good call on that. Ruined damn near the whole game, week of games. Almost all of them. Affected by load management one way or another. So, <laughs> BJ, who's hustling? Uh, two good hustles here. Actually, that... Get him! On. Get him! Dion's good hustle segues right into mine. But, uh... Perfect. I got to give it to the Boston Celtics. Got yes. to give a good hustle to the Boston Celtics. Um, <laughs> their plan to avoid the two seed may have slightly backfired. 
And I was, <laughs> like I was like, oh okay, I see what they do. It JT don't want to play on a third. If anything, he should have played that primetime matchup. Set out another one, but no. Sat out against the Bucks, who end up taking the two C because of that. Then the Bucks pulled a switcheroo, sat their players on Sunday. <laughs> Celtics went hard Sunday, and now the Celtics get the two C, and they potentially have to play the Brooklyn Nets. And I was like. Damn, they plan just backfired hard. Like, <laughs> Hardcore. Not gonna lie, had us in the first half, and they just they just switched it up completely. So Celtics, good try, but that that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Hey, you you keep that same energy if we somehow get to play the Cavs, but yeah, right? Um, no way, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. Very deserved. The Celtics and Bucks literally. Going back and forth, trying to give each other the TC. Yeah, like bro, they just, <laughs> just like you. Who's somebody scared of the Nets? Like I, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're the two in the three seed, and you're literally yeah. scared of the seven yeah. seed. What to say? But uh, oh, this next kid hustle, fellas. This is near and dear to my heart. Let's do it. The beautiful, lovely Paula Patton was on her YouTube channel cooking chicken, fry, showing us how to fry chicken, right? So she's going through all her steps, you know, saying all this, oh, you know, your season, your flour, you know, avocado oil. I started to raise my eyebrows. I said, okay, black people fried chicken and avocado oil. Just hold the slow you roll now. <laughs> so then we get through the whole video and we realize, hold on, Paula Patton, you ain't seasoned that chicken. She, <laughs> so she just she just posted a whole video trying to teach America how to fry chicken, but she ain't seasoned. <laughs> She cooked it incorrectly. She said, this is an instructional video. <laughs> you know, you got to clean the chicken. You get your flour. I was like, okay, okay. I'm saying I'm following. You get your avocado oil. That's where I was like, oh, I don't think we use avocado oil. <laughs> I didn't see a speck of salt, pepper, paprika, <laughs> Lowry's, lemon pepper, nothing. Homegirl is out here just, just dry with the chicken. So, and she was so serious. Like she paused and everything and said, questions. And when I said, hell no, I got a question. Where's the taste? So Paula, come on. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're intelligent. Season the chicken. Don't do America like this, like that. Totally. Don't be false advertising. That's not how you fry chicken. It never will be. You BJ, what Sanders? if I want my chicken to taste like a mouthful of flour? Well, then you need to go get help. Okay. <laughs> Give her the Colonel Colonel Sanders seven spices. Come on, it's easy. Paula, Google, it's Google, <laughs> Google it. Just some pepper, something. You know she was ready too because she had the camera going and everything. <laughs> she was serious, dead serious. Like mm, mm, mm. I said, I just a lie. It's not <laughs> oh, <shit>. disgusting. <laughs> Let, that's a national travesty. I couldn't let us escape this. Just go teach America. What are you doing? I can't. Oh, my hell. Oh, that was actually funny as fuck. It's so disrespectful. She said, I was doing it for my kids. Class. I said, teaching these kids the wrong way. <laughs> you ever heard of start them early? Show them what some salt and pepper look like, man. <laughs> That, pepper, that pepper's too spicy. I'm telling you. <laughs> Salt. <laughs> I, I, lo I love the Good Hustles, bro. Like, <laughs> good Hustles is my favorite award. She said mild. She meant mild. <laughs> and this ranch is sure spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, barbecue is gliss hot. 
I can't. Oh, shit. Water. Water. Somebody put pepper in this. <laughs> oh, my hell. I can't. Oh, Paula uh, Patton, man. <laughs> all right. Enough trying to make me hungry, BJ. We got a job to do. Let's talk about the plans. Plans, Tuesday night. Dessert. Let's do it. All right. Let's talk about the plans. So, the question on everybody's mind is where are the Nets going to end up, right? Yeah. So, game number one, Eastern Conference playoffs. We have the Nets versus the Cavs. And, VJ, I'm just going to ask you straight up. In that game, who wins against the seventh seed? Straight up, I think, and honestly, no doubt about it. I think the Nets get the seventh seed. I think the Cavs are not really healthy right now. You can clearly see it. I just feel like the Nets are on a roll. Momentum is going their way. I feel like it's theirs to lose. Yeah, I mean, this is the biggest mismatch possible between the seventh and eighth seed. Like, even if the Cavs are fully healthy, they probably still lose. But, I mean, they're yeah. missing two of their three best players. Three, four best players when you throw Colin Sexton in there, too. So, Thanks. Yeah. Jan, you agree? Yeah. I mean, Jared Allen out, I mean, it's not even a question. Nets are going to steam. The Nets haven't been the greatest, even down the stretch of the regular season. But ain't nobody stopping Katie and Kyrie on that team. I'm sorry. I mean, Darius Garland's been playing great and most improved player of the year candidate. Uh, Evan Mobley just got back, but I think they're going to have to be playing that eighth seed spot game after the, after tomorrow. Yeah, in one game, yeah, give me Katie and Kyrie all the way. Mm-hmm. If Darius Garland somehow pulls it out, I will buy his jersey. Yeah, Ooh. that would be extremely <laughs> I mean, shit. That would be wild. All right. So, other playing game, the nine versus the ten. I mean, it's pretty wild that we're talking about the East, and these are the ninth and tenth best teams in the East. That is nuts. That's crazy. But Hawks and the Hornets are playing for the, I mean, to survive, to try and get the yeah. So then, which one of those teams survives? Dion, who survives and plays on? I really want Charlotte to win. I really do. But I think Atlanta, I mean, come playoff time, they turn into a different animal. And if it's for one game, I think Trey Young can definitely pull it off. Absolutely. Trey Young probably going to go for 50, 50 and 10. Uh, John Collins still out. But overall, they've been, they got hot at the end of the season. They got hot when they needed to. And they're going to bring this into the playing games for sure. And I think the inconsistency of the Hornets is going to bite them back. Yeah. I mean, this game to me feels like that scene in the Avengers where Loki is talking to Iron Man and he says that he has an army, but Iron Man says he has a Hulk. And Atlanta has a Hulk. Trey Young is disgusting this time of year, but the Hawks don't have a team. The Hornets have a team. They have LaMelo. They have Miles Bridges. They have Montrez Harrell playing pretty well. Um, they have uh, Terry Rozier. Gordon Hayward is hurt. Shouldn't surprise anybody. But the Hornets have some nice depth. And so I don't think it's a super obvious pick for Atlanta. 
like the rest of that roster has been buns. Yeah. Buns, I say. Mm-hmm. And uh, do it. Say it. Say you know it. what? Give me, give me the Hornets. I think I like Love the Hornets it. in this game. Okay. They have a much better team. Trey Young could still drop 50 on their dome. Nobody on that team can stop Trey Young, but they have a much more balanced attack. So I, th- I think I like the Hornets. I mean, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to say that I dis- like disagree, especially when you have six players scoring 15 points a game in, on that Hornets roster. But I'm not. I'm, st- I'm still sticking with the Hawks. Oh, man, they got. Yeah. They got. I think. I think at the end of uh, when playoff time comes, I think they will be playing in the series. Fair enough, DJ. You like? Mm. Yeah, this one was tough for me. But because the Hornets are wildly inconsistent and they just whooped the Bulls the other day, I think they're going to go in the other direction this game. And for <laughs> one game, I think Trey Young gets it done. But he, like you said, he is a one-man crew and they have a team. But we've seen Trey Young kind of put up those performances where he can carry the Hawks a little bit. And I think this is going to be one of those games. I think the Hawks take it in a close one, though. Yeah. These playings going to be pretty close. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So then, for you guys, Cavs and the Hawks play. For me, Cavs and the Hornets play. Yeah. Um, who do you guys like to get that eighth seed then? Dion, who gets the eighth seed in the East? I'm th- I'm thinking still like the Atlanta Hawks. Man, they they the these two teams are trending in opposite directions. Uh, I know they got Evan Mobley back. That brings back a huge. I can't understate uh, understate this like a huge piece for their defense. Evan Mobley's. But I think the Hawks are hot. They show what they can do in the playoffs. They have playoff experience. Cavs don't. And, again, it's one game. It's one game. I think the Hawks are going to come away with the A seed after this. Interesting. VJ, you agree? Um, I'm going to roll with the Cavs to take the A seed. I think uh, this is just a guess. I want to say Jared Allen attempts to play if they fall to the last for the last spot in the playoff seating. And I feel like having Evan Mobley back just adds another dimension that the Cavs needed that when he was out. And I wonder how Trey Young is going to deal with all that length and all those bodies once, you know, he has to face them. So I think the Cavs get the AFC. I think the Cavs get the AFC. I agree. I think the Cavs get the eighth seed. It's just unthinkable to think that where the Cavs were, they will completely miss the playoffs. Yeah, That just seems crazy. And maybe they get swept, but still that's a big step forward for the Cavs. So I think the, I like the Cavs to get the eighth. Very shaky on that, though. Mm-hmm. Very shaky. Yeah, same. So then with those games potentially predicted – so let's start the, with the one we're all in agreement in. What do you think of that Celtics net series? Dion, man who struggled with to reconcile his feelings about the Celtics. I don't struggle. My feelings are clear as day. <laughs> there is there is clear and convincing evidence of my hatred towards the team, and it's okay. Uh, I I don't think it's gonna be a sweep. Either way, I don't think it's gonna be a, a, a five game series. It's gonna go to seven. Uh, you know, Boston's gonna play at home four games. It's gonna be hard for the Nets to go there and take one from them. But I think at the end of the day, uh, KD and Kyrie together, 
are unguardable. And I mean, overall, Boston has a more solid roster. But if they can, if the Nets can bring back Ben Simmons for the first series of these playoffs, that gives them a huge boost on defense. And that's all they need really to take the next step. Uh, and I think that they got enough reps together, KD and Kyrie, something that I didn't see possible like just last month because we didn't know that Kyrie could play at home until the beginning of March. So I think that at the end of the day, it's going to be Nets in seven. They're going to win it at the TD. Nets in seven, the man says. Indeed. BJ, what do you think of that series? I think the Nets match up really well with the Celtics and vice versa. Like, it's pretty much a, a really good matchup on both sides. But when you – I think the Nets will have the two best scores and players, in my opinion, um, and then JT right there and JB. But I think that Time Lord injury is crucial because he's a big part of what they do. And I feel like he would have made it tough on Brooklyn to get to the rim. And I feel like that opens up opportunity for Andre Drum just to be a bigger body to take up space down there. So I feel like the injury to Time Lord kind of throws this off. But like Deion said, I think it'll come down to seven games, and I think the Nets will win in seven. Okay, we can skip the next one because we already know what you're going to say. Um, <laughs> no, you guys make good points. Um, the Time Lord injury is tough. And the fact that the Nets – may finally get their full first game at full strength against the Celtics in the playoffs. Feels kind of bullshit to me, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> and so, but even with that said, I trust the depth of the Celtics combined with the home court advantage. I think home court advantage is going to be huge. Um, I think Marcus Smart is going to do a good enough job on Kyrie Irving a player he knows extremely well. Um, you can throw Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Derek White at Kevin Durant. That should hold him to 25 or so. And so the Celtics, even, not disputing this outrageous scoring that the Nets have, the Celtics do have the bodies to throw at them. And the fact that this is, probably headed for a seven game series i think bodes well for the celtics i think they can potentially wear down the nets if they can hold on in some early games time lord may come back towards the end of the series combine that with home court advantage i think i like the celtics in seven maybe that's just optimism but i agree i agree with some of the things you said but you are literally insane if you think Derek white can hold kevin durant at any no, point. I'm, I'm saying the combination of rotation of the rotation of bodies of him being a part of like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Derek White. They're quite throwing fresh guys at him. I said hold him to 25. That's an accomplishment. <laughs> like in the playoffs, I, I think they can I think they can hold the Nets to around a hundred. And I think if you do that, you have a pretty good chance to win with the way they guard. So I like the home court advantage. Celtics have been damn near lights out at home this season. So, I mean, we'll see. Could depend on some things. We still don't know. There's some X factors. 
will Time Lord play at all? Like, he's trending in the right direction, but will he make an appearance? I don't know. Will Ben Simmons play at all? We don't know. X Factor. (laughs) So these are some massive things. Like, if Ben Simmons plays and Time Lord doesn't, probably the Nets win. You know, if Time Lord plays and Ben Simmons doesn't, could be Celtics in five. You know, it. who knows? It's still a lot up in the air right now. The last thing I'll say about the Nets is they very well could. But even with all the injuries and the lack of depth, I feel like pretty much everyone, myself included, has still assumed that the Nets can just turn it on when they want to. When they need to, the Nets will just turn it on because they are so talented. And... It's been 82 games, and we're still waiting for the Nets to just turn it on. So, it hasn't been 82 games. They've been they just got back together. I know, but I mean, my point is, it's been a whole season, and we're still waiting for the Nets to really hit the gas. Even when they had Kyrie back, even when Kevin Durant came back from injury, and they still very well could just step out on the throttle and be the Celtics in five or six. They could, but I'm just saying the NBA community has just been assuming at all times that the Nets could just turn it on when they need to. And as of right now, we're still waiting. Maybe they still could, but I don't know. All right. Let's move on to that eighth seed. So what do you think of your eighth seed playing the Heat? Dion, you said the Hawks advance to play the Heat? Uh, If the Hawks advance to play the Heat, uh, I don't think it's going to be a sweep either. I uh, think that he are shaky still. I mean, we've seen it this past month. They have a lot of problems. And I think that, you know, Trey Young is going to be able to take a couple games. I think there's going to be, um, I mean, it also depends on how healthy they can stay throughout this first uh, playoff series. That I'm talking about the Heat because the Heat has been literally in and out every other game, especially Jimmy Butler. Uh, or Bam. Now, I think, I don't know what's going on with Bam, but he went into protocols, so I don't know if he's going to be available the first week. Because he didn't play last night, and I have him on our fantasy, and it was, they said it's COVID protocols, so is he going to be able, is he going to be able to be there for the first couple games? We don't know. But to me, regardless, I think at least one or two games the Hawks can take away from the Heat. Um, honestly, I think out of those three teams that aren't the Nets, to be perfectly honest, I agree that the Heat have been kind of shaky, but those bottom three teams are not very good. Their record has been decent, but I mean, today, the Cavs are extremely shaky. Hornets, Hawks outside of Trey Young. I kind of think the Heat will sweep any one of them, I'll be honest. Like, those teams are... I mean, the, the Cavs and the Hawks especially are one high-scoring player and some role players around them. I mean, Evan Mobley's back, so that helps. But I think the Heat just have way too much depth for either of those teams. And the Hornets just aren't on the same level. So I think the, the Cavs and the Hawks are both bad matchups. Um, I think the depth of the Heat will overwhelm both of those teams. And Hornets just aren't on the same level, so I think I like the Heat to sweep. Yeah, um, you know, Broom, 
dustpan, Swiffer Swiper, spring cleaning, call it what you will. <laughs> I think the Cavs, as much as I want them to get a game, I, I just don't see Miami. I, I think it's going to be rough for them. And plus, it's okay, though. Cleveland's a year ahead of schedule. I think yeah. they're playing with house Maybe money. Maybe two or three years I, ahead of schedule. Yeah, exactly. Because I thought they would be in lottery again, even with Evan Mobley. But mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be a sweep. Jimmy and Kyle have a history of kind of turning it up a little bit in the playoffs. So, we'll see. And like TC said, Oladipo could be newfound money. So, it could sure. get interesting. could get ugly for the Cavs. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's look at the West. The play-in tournament. Ooh, yeah. It's lit. Yeah, these games yeah, yeah, are <laughs> It is lit. Well, the seventh seed is spicy. Yeah, <laughs> like one game is hot. Yeah. Um, seven, so, first game of the Western Plans, Timberwolves versus the Clippers. Timberwolves, one of the hotter teams in the association past month. Clippers, get Paul George back. Dion, who takes the seventh seed in the West? My man is on my ass, bro. I, I'll keep going first, but it's okay. It's okay. I'll take it. Um, you got to be ready. I'm always ready. Don't be ready. Stay ready. Um, I was thinking about it today, and I think that Paul George is back, yes. He, he's he been playing pretty good. He's not great, but, like, he's, he's off an injury, so that's normal. Uh, I think – that in this matchup, I'm not talking about the other matchup later, but in this matchup, I think the Wolves are going to take it. They are a more complete team, and they got some players that got a chip on their shoulders. So I think that in this one matchup, I'm taking the Wolves. Plus, I don't think they got anybody to guard Cat. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I think Cat is the X factor. You think for one second that Zubach is locking that up? No shot. (laughs) Hartenstein. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And these playoffs are going to be really telling for the Timberwolves. Like, regardless of if they win the seventh seed, like, they shouldn't win a playoff series. But in my mind, are the Timberwolves going to compete? Are they going to take some games? Are they going to have some big performances? Or once Cap finally makes it to the promised land, is he going to shy away? That's bigger for the Timberwolves. Huge year to get back here after a horrible year last year. But like unlike what we're talking about with the Cavs, who are ahead of schedule, the Timberwolves have been slightly behind schedule. And so I need to see something from them. Something. Whether that's the seventh seed, whether that's pushing a series to six games instead of five. You know, like I got to see something from the Timberwolves. But when it comes to the Clippers, this core of the Clippers hasn't played many games together. Paul George injured trades happened so i i, I think x I, I think cat's the x factor and i think cat goes crazy so give me give me the wolves dj i'm gonna roll with the clippers on this one um just for the simple fact they got ty Lue and the wolves don't and ty Lue usually gets better as the season is later he finds a way to you know squeeze all he can out of his team and i feel like not a lot of people are talking about norman powell coming back healthy who was killing it when he got traded from the Blazers. And I feel like just the experience that the Clippers got last year might help them and that the Wolves are young and they'll be here for years to come, but I'm not sure this is exactly their year. Um, Cause you, I think it's a lot of unknowns. It's a, it's a new group and they're still kind of figuring it out. But uh, like you guys said, Cat can definitely swing things, but I think 
the Clippers experience and their momentum building, getting PG back is going to be key for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a good call. Ty Lue could be the, could very well be the X factor. Um, okay. Let's talk about the nine ten then, or the under 500 bowl as it's known. Um, <laughs> Pelicans versus the Spurs, two very scrappy teams that have just hung around and hung around. I'll go first since Dion's complaining. Just playing. <laughs> um, this is a pick'em, honestly. Thanks. No idea. Um, Pelicans, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. No clue. The Spurs will probably do what they always do which is hang around in the fourth quarter and then lose by three somehow. So I think I like the Pelicans. Sure. DJ? Yeah. I guess the Pelicans take it too. Um, I'm not sure why I believe that. I just – I don't believe enough in the Spurs to think that they get the game. And I guess I am wondering what CJ McCollum will bring. I feel like he'll be – the guy, the vet, that kind of gets it going for New Orleans and gets them to the next game. I agree. I mean, Pelicans all day, every day. They've been one of the hotter teams in the second half of the season. Not, like, anything insane, but they've been hot. Uh, And I think they have a better roster overall. I mean, Brendan Ingram is going to come in (laughs) well-rested because he missed a lot of games down the stretch. But he's ready to go now. Uh, CJ McCollum, he's playing like a leader, which is something the Pelicans need. Uh, and then we got Jonas Valanciunas that's been playing one of his best seasons, averaging insane numbers. Um, and then we got the little ninja, Jose Alvarado, <laughs> which says, <laughs> I still don't understand how he gets away with that shit. But Gross. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> really funny memes about this. Yes. Yes, <laughs> they got people like coming out of invisible, like invisible cloaks and just stealing the ball. And like Doctor that. Strange, <laughs> it's been hilarious. But <laughs> I think overall they have a better team, and I think they're gonna, yeah, destroy the Spurs in this first in this playing game. Okay, so then between the team you had losing the first game, and we also had the Pelicans, so. Between those, who do you like to win? BJ, we'll start with you since you said Timberwolves lose the first game. So, Timberwolves, mm-hmm. so if, if the Timberwolves and the Pelicans match up, who do you like? If the T-Wolves play the Pelicans, I think the Wolves smack the Pelicans, to be honest. Um, I just believe, um, not versus the Clippers, but I do believe in them versus the Pelicans. I think, again, um, I think Ant-Man is going to be the key if they play the Pelicans, because I don't think anybody can stop him. Uh, Valanciunas will match up with Cap, but he won't stop him, but T-Wolves definitely look good as an AC to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the feeling that we all agree that the Pelicans will win and then lose. Is that fair yep. to say? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that close for me. I yeah, think I they... I, 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 no, I, I think it's going to be... Uh, like I don't, I don't think I'm that sure that the Pelicans are going to lose in the second game. Of the planes, uh, I think they got something to show. Uh, they all they feel like their season was defined by Zion being out, and I feel like they they could pull together a couple games, like, and probably 
potentially beat the Clippers in the second playing game. I mean, it's it's gonna be close for me. It's, it, I don't I don't know, I don't really know which way that one's gonna go to be honest. Yeah, I don't think it's that close. I feel like there's a pretty clear drop off between eighth and I mean, ninth to me. But the Clipper, Clippers and Pelicans match up pretty good though. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I see your point, um, but I, I I feel like I feel pretty comfortable taking the Clippers to get the eighth seed personally, sure. for no other reason than Ty Lue probably isn't gonna lose too straight. But fair, fair. Okay. So then, the playing games are a nightmare to try and have a podcast about because we're trying to project things that haven't actually happened yet, and this may all be for naught. But um, <laughs> how does your seventh seed match up against the Grizzlies? And I mean, for me, Timberwolves Grizzlies could be interesting. Like I said, I'd like to see the Timberwolves push it to at least six, but. And on paper, they should. Um, and I guess Ja is back, so they stand more of a chance, I guess. <laughs> the Grizzlies <laughs> defy logic, and I, it, I'm guessing they're going to continue to. And I, I'll give the T-Wolves the benefit of the doubt, and I'll say Grizzlies in six. Eh, no, nah, I'll say Grizzlies in five. I was, I was about to say that. The they don't deserve it. All right, BJ. How's your seven seed match up with the Grizzlies? So my seven seed, the Clippers, I think could be a very interesting series versus the Grizzlies. Again, I think Ty Lue is that dude as a coach. Um, I think PG shows us why he's a superstar again, but I think they only push the Grizzlies six games and the Clippers end up losing in the end to the Grizz. Jan, how's your seven seed match up with the Grizz? Uh, I love the Wolves. But I'm sorry, <laughs> I think this is gonna be a sweep. Uh, the the Grizzlies have been playing out of their minds. Without Ja, they're 20 and four, so it doesn't matter if Ja comes back. Uh, and they've been smacking around everybody in the West. So I think that when it comes down to it, I don't know how they do it, but I think they're gonna sweep the Wolves. Very possible. Very possible. All right. Finally, let's move into the concrete. These Yay. are actual matchups. Let's go. Speculate no Yay. longer. <laughs> oh, I guess we didn't talk about eighth seed matching up with the Suns. Um, raise your hand if you think the series goes five games. Okay. What about, what about three? Like, there's four of <laughs> it to the last game. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't care who it is. Suns and four all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's that Absolutely. one dude? Four. Absolutely. Four. Um, if you push the Suns to five, you should be thrilled. You should get a. You should damn. You should get a trophy. For that. Yeah. You should be a runner-up automatically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. That's all we need to say about that. All right. Back into the land of the concrete. All right. Going back east. The Bucks did it. They got the seed that everyone wanted, and they get the Bulls, the sixth seed. Um, if you listen really closely, I think you can still hear the sound of them free falling. Um, <laughs> BJ, I'm just going to ask you straight up. Do the Bulls have any chance in this series? And if they do, what has to happen? You're going to eliminate your second question right away. No shot. <laughs> uh, just stop you there. Um, the Bulls, do- I mean, the Bucks dominated the season series against the Bulls this year. I think it was a clean 
four-game sweep. Whether they came here or we went there, the Bulls absolutely got dominated. Um, so I don't think there's anything Chicago can do. Like you said, they've been free-falling. Uh, that Vucevic trade is starting to look a little shaky right now. Um, I just think they don't have an answer inside, and they're just – they're not ready yet. I, they they lost all their momentum with the injuries, so bucks and fall. Jan, do the Bulls have any chance? Okay. I will rephrase I will I will need a clarify I'm gonna ask a clarifying question. Any chance at what? Winning the game the or winning win the series? The series. Get the no. No shot. <laughs> you know you're gonna win the game. You, you, like the answer is gonna be no for both of my questions. Series, game, no. With or without Lonzo Ball, it was a free fall and they're gonna get out. So bucks and four. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Bucks and four. I don't think any particular game will be close either. Um, but to answer the second part of my question, because I worked hard on it, um, for the Bulls to have any, <laughs> any chance in this series, um, I think DeMar DeRozan has to score 360 points. In this <laughs> to Michael Jordan. That's seven games at 60 points per game. So yeah. there, there you go, Bulls fans. There's, there's your glimmer of hope. Realistic, realistic. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, realistic, easy, can be easy. Done. Yeah, um, yeah, no problem. Um, now to the more important Bucks question, which is not can they dispatch the Bulls? Um, VJ, do you think the Bucks ran from the Nets by sitting everyone versus the Cavs? A loaded question, but here's why I don't think they ran from the Nets. Why would you run from a team you've beaten the last five times you've played? I don't think you have a reason to run. And you just beat them last year, too. And it's kind of hard when you're defending champ to feel like you have to run from anybody. Um, I think Milwaukee played their starters against Detroit Friday night. So I don't know if they wanted to play them against, you know, the Cavs on Sunday. But it did look very much like they were trying to avoid the Nets. But to me, I just don't think they they need to or have to because we just saw a couple weeks ago what happened when they played straight up. Giannis is not afraid of the Nets. Um, so, no, I don't think they were running from them more high because they don't really need to. Um, I mean, I disagree. I do think they ran from the Nets. And I because I agree with everything you just said, I'm confused as to why. Like, their confidence against the Nets should be at an all-time high. Like, I mean, if you ask Giannis if he's afraid of the Nets, no shot. No mm-hmm. shot is he afraid of the Nets. Drummond can't stay with him. KD's too small. Like, his eyes light up when he plays the Nets. But, I mean, logistically, I understand wanting to play the Bulls. They are in free fall. You know, you can take their lunch money without much question. They're about 60 miles away, so travel becomes very easy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. They ran from the. They clearly ran from the Nets, in my opinion. But I get it. Like team the is Celtics tried to though. It did. Yeah, work. they did. They they ran away from the Nets better than the Celtics did. Um. Yeah, I mean, they. I. I. I do think they ran from them, but I get why. No travel. Team in free fall. I get it. I think. I think. I don't think they ran from the Nets as much as they ran towards the Bulls. In my opinion, I think it's the That's opposite. Fair. Because it's not it's not like they were running from the matchup because they cars car, at the end of the day they're gonna meet up in the second round so it's not they just 
they would only be delaying the inevitable. They are going to match up with the Nets at some point. So I think why not take the easier first round matchup? I mean, I think the I think the Bucks understand that it's not just if you win, how you win also matters. And the Bucks of all people should know that like they made they did win a title and it made it all the more impressive, but they pretty much made it as hard on themselves as they possibly could all the way to a title. Between getting the Nets pushing them to seven. I mean they swept the heat, so points for that. You're getting pushed to seven by the by both the Nets and the Hawks, I believe. And then losing the first two games versus Phoenix, like they must have been exhausted. So Boston could be your biggest competition in the East, especially with Robert Williams probably coming back for the second round. You could be fresh coming off the Bulls. They could, if they advance, they advance in a grueling series against the Nets in all likelihood. So I, I get, I get the strategy. All right. Predictions. Are all of us agreeing Bulls or Bucks in four? Yep. The Bulls yeah. get ran. Okay. Yep, Bucks and four, all of us. <laughs> series number two, easily the weirdest series of the first round. Sixers versus the Raptors. And as we covered in our Good Hustle Awards, Matisse Thibel cannot play in Toronto. On a scale of one to ten, Dion, how big a loss is that for the Sixers in those games? I don't think it's that big because you would only be missing – and max three games. I mean, he's a he's a great defensive player, but I think that in the long in the long run in this series, there's no matchup for Embiid. They they're not going to be able to guard Embiid. There's especially the way he at the level he's playing with Harden feeding him the ball. There's there's no way that uh, this particular player's uh, unavailability is going to affect them that much i'm gonna say it's a five in that matisse thibel is the best defender for the sixers far and away and you're right by the time it goes back to toronto the series should be up two games to none Mm -hmm. but without matisse thibel fred van vliet could go crazy in toronto so it it creates a bit of an issue um, Tyrese Maxey is no slouch on defense, but Matisse Thibel is one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. So it, it they'll they'll feel it for sure. They can definitely overcome it, but they'll feel the loss. BJ, a scale of one to ten, how much are the Sixers going to miss Thibel in Toronto? I am at a ten out of ten that the uh, Sixers will miss Thibel simply because, like I was saying a couple weeks ago, the Raptors built their team with athletic wings who can get to the basket and score. So you take away your best wing defender. Who do you have left to do that? You, Tobias is not a defender. Danny Green's a little older. And we damn sure know James Harden is not trying to get down in his stance and play defense. So I think it hurts him from that standpoint. And then you put more pressure on James Harden than there already is. So for me, it's not just about Thibel. It's what his what it does to the psyche of their team. Because I feel like the 76 are already fragile mentally. And I think having the excuse now, they can say, okay, well, we didn't have Thibel. And I think that's going to try to give them an excuse of why they might lose the series. But I think I think it's, a, it's definitely scary, Alex, just because of, like, he is their best defender. And the Raptors have wings that can get it done each and every way. Fair enough. Um, I mean, on paper, 
Like I, the rosters don't necessarily match up. So, I mean, the Sixers should win this series easily, right? I mean, right? I don't think it's going to be easily, but especially because in the regular season, Sixers got whooped. I think they won one out of four. I mean, (laughs) yeah. I mean, in my mind, this is a nightmare matchup for the Sixers. A, your best defender can't play half the game, damn near. And... Dion's right when he says they don't have an answer for Joel Embiid, but they do have an answer for James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. The Raptors, the, the, the Sixers are, we, we've said this before, and this is not necessarily a knock on them, but they're a finesse team. They want to play fast. They want to get free throws. They want to get open jumpers. They don't want to play the way the Raptors play which is they can really slow the game down. They can really make it physical. They have really long athletic wings that can really bother you. And this, the Raptors can turn this into a rock fight in a hurry. And that is not the games that the Sixers want to be in, especially mm-hmm. in the first round. So, I mean, I'm going to say it right now. We'll get to our predictions, but I think the Raptors win in seven. I said it. Not taking it back. No shot. No not shot. Not taking it back. Uh, no shot. Raptors in seven. Hey, but what did we what did we all say last year when the Sixers, as the one seed, played the Hawks? I think we all said what Sixers in five, probably. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the same type of thing. Just add James Harden, who is uh, just as shaky in the playoffs. Wow. That's crazy. Nick Nurse is the better coach in this series, and the Raptors are built better for the playoffs. Yes, the Sixers have the best two players in this series, but the Raptors are deeper, and they play playoff basketball. They've been playing playoff basketball for a few months. See, Deion's dubious, but, but no, I'm, I'm I'm trying to trying to think of what are you trying to what are you saying? Just no. That, you say they're playing playoff basketball in the first two months. They, what, do you, what does that even mean? There was no playoffs. It means they guard. They slow it down. They don't look for calls. What does looking for calls even do? It does nothing. Mean, we've seen it time and again with Embiid and Harden. Their game is centered around free throws. And you don't get the same calls in the postseason that you get in the regular season. You, you do if you're James Harden and Joel Embiid. No, yes, you do. Don't. Yes, you do. I disagree. Okay. You I mean, I say I say Sixers in 5, but we'll see. Sixers in 5. Damn. BJ Bray, where where do you put this series? So, to your question, will it be easy? I don't think it'll be easy at all. Um like this is a bad matchup for the Sixers, but Embiid is like, you know, when you say you have a Hulk, you literally do have a Hulk. You have Embiid out there. I trust him. A lot more than I trust Harden at this point. Um, I think it'll be – I give – I say the Sixers win in six games. It, it doesn't go to seven, but Raptors won't just, just get pushed over in five. I think it's six games. Fair enough. We'll see what happens with that series. I honestly don't know how many of those games I'm going to watch. I don't think they're going to be very fun games to watch. I think it's going to be a rock fight. It's going to be a lot of 88 to 80 type of games. Yeah. If you're a casual fan 
which I am, and you're looking for sexy basketball, look elsewhere. Look away from the Raptors. You're not going to want to see that. <laughs> I I'm kind of looking forward to that one, to be honest. There, I'm looking forward to it because there could be bad blood. That This feels like a this could cook up some bad blood type of series. In 2019, Kawhi shot in mm-hmm. Toronto, game seven. Mm-hmm. Some wounds. Some wounds. Yeah, different dudes, but I mean, Embiid should have some PTSD and he should go off. All right. Go west, young man. To the Dion Franklin Bowl. Mavericks. Ooh, oh, my Jazz. God. Damn, Dion wanted it. Dion got it. Go ahead and bellow it one time. <laughs> Jazz. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, but Dion, I'm coming to you first. Any concern about Lucas calf and or technicals this series? Well, any concern about that? Technicals, no. But concern about the injury? Yes. I'm fucking scared. I'm terrified. I that he didn't even need to play that last game. And the fact that he got hurt during that last game is extremely concerning, especially because today they said there's no timetable for his return. I don't know if they're trying to hold out just in hopes to, like, shake the Jazz play game, the game plan. Uh, so I until I know the extent of this injury, I can't speculate on this series. I don't want to. I'm, but I will say that I'm scared about his health status. But not the, the technical fouls thing, no, not at all. Um, yeah, I'm with you. The techs don't really scare me. She should be fine. Um, if for no other reason than because it's an issue, the refs should have a very high threshold of giving Luca a tech, knowing he'll be suspended. Like, if he gets a weak tech, I'm going to give out a good hustle award on that ref faster than you have ever seen. <laughs> um, but about the calf, yes, I'm very concerned. Um, straight up the Mavericks are a juggernaut with Luca, and they are below average without him. This is the opposite of John Morant. Luca Luca Doncic makes Spender Didwitty damn near look like an all-star, but without him, I don't think he'll be that effective. And I think that's the whole roster. The Mavericks have done a great job of getting players who are complementary to Luca. But the flip side of that is if Luca's out, I don't think this team is very good. Luca is so good and everything goes through him. Suddenly, if you have an injury, I, I, I have questions of if, if this holds up. Now, I think Luca will be fine. His game is not based on insane speed. So I think he'll be able to gut it out and still be effective. Luka Doncic at 75% will be enough to get it done, I think. So I, I am concerned, but I'm optimistic. I think he'll be fine. Um, they could just be playing it up at this point. He has damn near a week to get it right, so I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, VJ, any concern about Lucas' calf and/or technicals? <laughs> we'll just throw technicals in there. Why not? Yeah, it's, it's just because. No, I'm not really concerned about the technicals. Like, I hope the refs get it together and stop with the weak technical calls. Um, but I do think the Cav will be a minor concern, but I don't think his game necessarily lends him to be explosive. So it's not like it'll yeah. keep him yeah. down too bad. And plus, like, I mean, the last time the Jazz played 
the Mavs without Luke. It was on Christmas, and they damn near almost beat them yep. in that weird-ass <laughs> yep. game. We didn't know who was on the Mavs team. Exactly. So, I'm like, I feel like that the Jazz could fall into a trap if they don't have Luka when they really could still lose. But I think he'll be okay. I feel like he'll get it some treatment on it and be good to go by Saturday. Yeah, I'm not concerned about his gameplay if he do play. I'm more concerned if he's actually going to miss time. Like yeah. I don't like if in his game doesn't revolve about uh, around athleticism whatsoever, so I'm mm-hmm. not worried about what how it will affect his game. I I worry about how it affect his ability to play the game. Yeah, if that true. makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean if the Mavericks if he misses one game, they should be okay. If he misses two games then we're getting into scary hours. Like if the jazz, assuming he misses two games and assuming the jazz win both of those games, I don't think the Mavs can win four out of five for any team. That's tough. Damn near impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, I think Luca will play. I think, I think he'll play Mm -hmm. and I think he'll be effective. So, I mean, I feel um, like if, if he misses the first two games, Dallas will at least take one of them, even without him. Because they lost by four at Christmas, and they were playing G League. Now he has Dinwiddie and Brunson. And Dwight Powell's been playing insane this last month. Out of his paper, mind. There's no shot that could that should be the case. But I believe you for some reason. I, I mean... Even if Luka... I, I believe you that if Luka doesn't play two games, the Mavericks probably grab one of those games. Um, Utah's... And they probably have come back from a 25-point deficit or something to do it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> say that. Plus, plus, I'm I don't know about the the relationship between Donovan and Rudy. It's kind of heating up. I, I know about it. <laughs> it's like, like two two passes per game. Two passes a game. Two passes. Are you kidding me? They don't. Even, they look at each other during during the game and they don't pass it to each other. That's yeah. he passed to the other team more than Rudy. That's exactly. It's like that sound on TikTok. When he looks at me, and I look at him, look at him. and he looks at me, and I look at him. That's literally every jazz possession. Yeah. <laughs> Just staring at each other yep. and nothing happens. Yeah, that's that's I mean, more concerning for them. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said. I mean, on paper, the jazz could very well win this series, but for some reason, even with Luca's injury, I have zero confidence in them. Mm-hmm. Like... Everyone keeps expecting the Nets to turn it on. I don't think anybody expects the Jazz to turn it on, even though talent-wise, they are certainly capable. You could you could go out on a limb and say the Jazz might have the better roster in this series, but I think the Mavericks, if Luke is healthy, probably win in five, maybe six. So, I mean, chemistry issues, they're a bitch. But let's get to our actual prediction, shall we? Um, Dion... What's your prediction? Mavs in five. Mavs in five. Okay. That's fairly objective. <laughs> I was expecting the, the clean sweep from you, I'll be honest. No, because I, I think I think he's gonna miss the first game. That's why I say Mavs in five. Okay. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and with Luca's injury, I'll say Mavs in six. Yeah, I'll say Mavs in six. BJ. I got the Mavs in six games as well. Um, I think we're looking at the same old Jazz. 
there's already rumors that Quinn Snyder could be the next Laker coach. So that already tells you all you need to know about their future. So you know where those rumors are coming though from though, right? <laughs> they're coming from the Lakers. <laughs> they're trying to see if Quinn I mean, Snyder they're still out there. They're still out yeah, there. I mean so. Quinn Snyder. You, you think you think if the Lakers call him, he will say no? I would say no. Why? Because LeBron's going to be on his way out, and you're going to be left rebuilding in a second. They're going to rebuild in Utah next year, too. They suck. I mean, it depends. Either Rudy or Donovan Mitchell is gone. So yeah, why you wouldn't you take that Laker him. job? You can trade him and get stuff back for him. What'd you get yeah. for Rudy? Like a someone, I, I feel like someone would overpay for Rudy. No. Really? I'm saying. Bag of, bag you got of a couple of ones. The only team that overpaid for Rudy was the Jazz. I'm sorry. How can you say Utah they is like when they got him in the second round? Two hundred million dollars. Damn, they're paying up two hundred. Uh, yeah, they definitely were. Paid. You got a max for <laughs> Rudy. Rudy gets is getting two hundred million dollars. So that's crazy. <laughs> Talk no about overpaid. You getting the max? Whew. One more, one more playoff series. Sub, sub. <laughs> keep going. All right, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Warriors versus the Nuggets. And you thought there were some X factors in the Celtics versus Nets potential series. Oh, baby, do we have some X factors in Warriors versus Nuggets? We don't even know who half the participants are going to be at this point. (laughs) So, my first question is is at this point, things could change in a week. But right now, it looks like. Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray are not going to play in this series or honestly if the Nuggets advance any other series at this point. So, VJ, do the Nuggets have any shot without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr.? Um, They don't have a shot to win this series. I I think it'll be too much for Jokic to overcome um, the Warriors. I think they got a shot to win a game or two to make it interesting, but I do think like in the seven game series, the Warriors and Steve Kerr will kind of overwhelm Jokic, um, even though he's had a hell of a season. So I just don't, I think it, he's going to tire himself out like he did last season when he got swept by the Suns. Like it might be just too much for him. So no, I don't think he can do it against the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about some matchups, but in my mind, Draymond Green and Jokic is a match made in hell because another one of the league's worst kept secrets is that Jokic kind of has a temper and the actual worst kept secret in the NBA is that Draymond Green never shuts up so we're going to see Jokic be frustrated at times Draymond Green is going to be in his ear constantly they're going to throw everything. Steve Kerr is going to throw the kitchen sink at Jokic to try and slow him down. Draymond's going to be talking to him the whole game. Jokic is going to get frustrated at some point. And even though Steph Curry could very well miss time, I mean, I'll give the I'll give the Nuggets a chance if Steph Curry misses time. But even without Steph, the Warriors are deep. Mm-hmm. So. I'll give him a shot. I'll give him like a 5% chance they could win this series. That's probably generous. Yeah. Dion, are you giving the Nuggets a chance? To me, I think the Curry injury is more of a factor than most people think. 
I mean, without Curry, they've been terrible. They've been ass, no matter, like, who was playing for them that night. Uh, Jokic has shown that he can win games by himself. And I don't think, I don't, you, you're right. MPJ and Jamal Murray are not coming back. We all thought they did. We would have given them, I would, if them two were back and Curry was out, not even the question Denver was going to win. Um, I think it's going to be closer, closer than what people think. I think they're going to take them to seven. But I think that at the end of the day, uh, Steve Kerr and the Warriors, Warriors are going to take it away, but in seven. Okay. Um, so with the Steph Curry injury, let's say, does your answer change if Steph Curry misses two games? Let's say he misses two games. Uh, what chance do the Nuggets have then, DJ? If he misses two games, I think it becomes a different ball game. Um, cause then the Nuggets definitely have the best player on the floor in those two games, I would say. So I think that they could take it in six if Curry misses two games. Interesting. Um, I think for me to really consider the Nuggets chances, I think Steph has to miss at least two and it would require the Nuggets to win both of those games. Yeah. Um, if that happens, yeah, I mean, we got a series. But I don't think that happens. Even if Steph Curry misses two, I don't think the Nuggets win both of those games. So I don't think it matters. Dion? I think I think it's definitely more of a series. Um, I think it will still go to seven if he misses two games. Uh, I think Denver would at least take one of those two games if Curry's out. In And if they're going to be playing in Oakland when he's out. Uh, the thing is, we don't, we still don't know how bad the injury is because we haven't gotten an update since March 16th. That's almost Damn. a month ago. Like, what is it that bad or is he just resting? If he's just resting, it's, it could be like a sweep, but uh, I don't know. If he's, if he's, if he's missing two games, I've been taking the Nuggets in seven. Yeah, I mean, if Steph Curry misses the series, which I'm pretty sure he won't, but if he misses the series, yeah, I think I like the Nuggets in, like, six, I think. Mm-hmm. The- um, I mean, you're right. The Warriors are definitely playing this close to the chest. Definitely haven't had much of an update on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, enough speculating about Steph. Just straight up, what are your predictions, BJ? Oh, no speculation, assuming Steph does play. I think the Warriors win in six if everything is equal. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I like the Warriors in six. The Warriors still haven't been playing very well, but neither have the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets kind of gave up. Slowly started to lose hope as their guys' return got further and further back. So it's going to depend on if the Nuggets actually believe they can win this series because I kind of don't think they do. So... I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, though, and say Warriors in six. D? Fair. I really don't know. I mean, I want to say Warriors in, in seven, but you guys are kind of convincing me to say Warriors in six. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Nah, Warriors in seven. Okay. That's I like what I the think. Spice. Just to switch it up. <laughs> I, like, I like the spice. All right. We originally put together our – NBA all pro teams, but we'll have to push that to 
another episode. I yeah. feel like we're going to have a very spirited debate about that one. Um, <laughs> I swear, TC, you better not. You better not. I already know what you're going to do, and it's going to piss me the fuck off. <laughs> Both on offense and defense. You don't know. I do know. Trust you don't me. know. I know you. <sighs> All right. As much as it pains me, let's crown our five games of the week regular season champion so let's tally up the final records we picked 95 games that's a lot of fucking games that's a lot of fucking games that's a lot of games uh dion what was your record my record after last week was 62 and 33 i went three and two this week damn vj I, fit, I went three and two last week and finished 56 and 39. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I went four and one, but finished 55 and 40. Just just barely behind. Let's go. But, but it's not over. Regular season champ don't mean shit. That's fair. So we made our predictions for the I'm playoffs. I'm the number one seed. You are the one number one seed. <laughs> we have a Suns-like cushion over us. Mm-hmm. But could evaporate quickly. So what we did is out of those series that we predicted, and we'll put it in our group chat after the play-ins are over, our predictions for series. We could, with wait, wait, wait. Question, question. Can we still change our prediction after the play-in? It's a fair question. DJ, right. what's your vote? Yeah, could change it. Because we just like around. we don't we don't even know who's in the actual we don't know what actual happens yet, so we don't actually know. But we're still a long time before the listeners. playoffs. I'm gonna say no. We told the listeners what we what we. I'm told sorry, them. you got you got overwhelmed overrun by majority. I'm sorry. I voted. <laughs> when it comes to the five games of the week, this is a dictatorship. You think I will <laughs> my power to not be in last, but I don't know how to do that. So. Because if we just say we can change it, then every all our predictions and I'm just saying it because like most of our predictions are all the same, Um, except for one. That's that's the only reason why I'm saying (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, we'll we'll do the we can change it up until tip off of the first game. All right, before we wrap up, let's get out of bounds real quick. Cover our non basketball related topic. And what I want to know is, shout out to VJ for our out-of-bounds question this week. Who are your top three comedians? And it could just be generally all-around funny guy, but what are you, who are your top three comedians? VJ, you go ahead and start. Who, give me your top three comedians. Okay, my top three, I got, in no particular order. My, my top guy is Dave Chappelle. That was my first one. I think that <laughs> for a lot of different reasons, Dave Chappelle is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one, a lot of people know this guy. He's, to me, he's super funny. Mike Epps from all yes. the Friday movies. Yeah. Uh, he's hilarious. Too. Day-day. Day-day, yep. <laughs> and then just this third guy, he not he doesn't do stand-up, but like I can't really take him seriously ever. Um, Will Ferrell. I think Will Ferrell is in my top three yes. easily. I just can't Absolutely. take him seriously. He's hilarious. So I got two comedians, just one funny overall dude. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, 
my top three um i totally echo the the will ferrell one but just to be a little bit different to give this guy some love um i laugh hysterically at robin's robin williams movies he is so funny his stand-up is good his movies are hilarious gone way too soon but he is Mm -hmm. hilarious he is just naturally so funny i love robin williams um i love his stand-up i love his movies gotta put kevin hart in there early kevin hart stand-up is hysterical his latest stuff is good too but his early stand-up is hysterical (laughs) i love kevin hart and I totally agree with BJ. My all-time favorite. I love stand-up comedy. And the best in the biz is Dave Chappelle. He is so funny. <laughs> he is so f- <laughs> He's just on another level. I, I saw Kevin Hart talking about him. About him and Chris Rock, like, doing their sets. And Dave Chappelle was there, too. And, like, Chris Rock and Hart's in, you know, sit in the back for each other. And they would give each other notes. And then they sat in the back for Dave Chappelle and they were just like writing shit down furiously. Like this guy's on another <laughs> level. And I totally agree. Dave Chappelle is the funniest man on earth to me. Deanna, who give me your top three comedians. All right. I'll give you comedians because I don't I don't really like stand-up like that. I don't watch it. I mean, if it's on, I'll I'll just I'll I'll laugh. I mean, but uh my three funniest people on earth to me, in no particular order. I have to throw in there Will Farrell. He just stepbrother, yeah. Saturday Nights, you name it, <laughs> Anchorman, all that. Uh, <laughs> the campaign. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, after that, I have also Vince Vaughn. I just think he anything he does, he even if he's not trying to be funny, is just so fucking funny. When he starts speaking super fast, it just sends me every time. Wedding Crashers is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and third, in my third most funny comedian, I have Chris Tucker. I was trying to decide between him and That's a good one. Oh, preach! I and love somebody Chris else, Tucker. but Chris Tucker. I absolutely love Chris Tucker. He, I don't know what yeah, happened to him. Why he's not in more movies? But the first Friday. Out. The first Friday and the three rush hours are yeah. an, a masterpiece, a work of art. I I can recite rush hour two like yeah. line by line. Same. If Same. If I could make a time capsule to be open in 50 years to see what our society was like and to see the very best of society, I would put all three rush hours in yes. there. Done deal. Yeah. This is the best of our society. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say man, which one of you was Ricky Tan, man? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you might, understand you, you, the you, words you, that are coming you, out of my mouth? You, Who are you? I am you. you oh, man, I'm you must you know you. you must know my good friend Pedro Morales, my Gonzalez, my Gonzalo, the one that always gets me is Lee. This man's on steroids. He's got a head like Barry Bonds. I don't know what the hell you've been feeding him, but he is too damn big. He said, Oh, hell no. Me, I'm taking the stairs. I'm taking the stairs. You know what they do to like old my men chicken dead deep fry. You know what they do to old men in prison? They call you pops. They make you work in the library. Your best friend? 
It's going to be a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We could make a whole episode of just us. This is a rush hour. Sports. So good. So good. Mandy, you Thank you, Dion, for bringing that up. All right. If you guys are listening to this, really hit us, hit us up. What's your favorite rush hour quote? That's really the question. We're all time funny, guys. Can the Celtics beat the Nets? What's good with Lucas Cavs? What's, what's, what's good with that? Is Steph going to miss games? Hit us up. Let us know. We love hearing from you guys. And if you've listened to this far, no, we appreciate you. We do. If you think for one second that we don't, check yourself. Bro. We appreciate the fuck out of you. Hmm. So, shout out to the listeners, man. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. <sighs> Bro, I'm gonna. I'm literally about to go watch Rush Hour right now. Bro, same. <laughs> yeah, I need to after that one. I fucking love Rush Hour. <laughs>「In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and and there's a there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.